Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the series on asbestos and how to manage it in your mansion. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. And this particular segment has Heidi Hansen's message all over it. Mm, okay. It's, it's got your name all over it. All right. This is your suggestion, and it was a very good idea. And here we are doing it. Here we are. We have an extra bonus podcast for you today. So we have a mansion, and I'm going to make sure that it's yours, because I don't want this mansion. Well, I think I grew up in it. But it has a, and I did too, it has a popcorn ceiling. Uh, the home was built. And, and glitter. And it was built prior to the late 70s. Yes. But during the late 70s, we had that nasty popcorn ceiling complete with the little glitters. That was a trend. It was popular, wasn't it? It was a huge it? trend. It was I a trend. I thought it was just this state, but I have seen it in every state that I visited. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think everybody had the same bad idea at the Whoever same bad time. Whoever came up with that idea is probably sitting in a mansion of their own right Should now. be shot. <laughs> When my dad installed it in his house and he and was adding that bag of asbestos, he says, well, it has these little fibers in it and it holds everything together and that's awesome. I think, okay, it doesn't hold itself together. But uh, that was the reason why the asbestos fibers were used in that popcorn ceiling Held texture. all that chalky white stuff together into little gloppies. Into the little gloppies. Little and it's the gloppies you got to watch out for. Okay. So what we're going to talk about this time around is how to remove that stuff and avoid the little gloppies. Popcorn and glitter ceiling. Bye-bye. <laughs> So now you've got this popcorn ceiling happening and you're looking at that and you're thinking, I don't need this anymore. Not only is it extremely 70s, but it's dangerous. You know, I know this sounds like a no brainer, but I wonder if there's anyone out there who really doesn't know if their ceiling is popcorn. We're talking about these little teeny white, they almost look like little cottage cheese curds, really. It's called popcorn ceiling, but it's it's really more like little splattered cottage cheese all over your ceiling. I have had it referred to as a cottage cheese ceiling have as you? well. Okay, well, it, yeah, we're calling it popcorn, but... But cottage cheese is more descriptive, really. That is true. It is. Yeah. That is very true. I just, just in case there's someone out there that was. Should we call sure. it a cottage cheese ceiling? From Maybe here we on. should. All Maybe right. we should. We're cottage switching. Changing gears. Popcorn and chocolate. We like and to keep you cheese. guessing. Uh, that kind of sounds like a tongue twister, <laughs> anyway. That's right. So you've got this cottage cheese ceiling that's up there, and you're thinking, I need to get this down, but I know there's asbestos. The way to get that stuff down, if it does not have asbestos, we're going to talk about that first, and then we're going to talk about just how to do it if you do have the asbestos. If you choose not to sample and find out if it has, yeah, then of how course do you, you sample? Do. We better let them know let's that let's first. Go there first. How, how will they know if it so has asbestos? So what you're going to do is you're going to get you know a screwdriver, or a kitchen knife, or pretty much anything. And then you're going to very carefully scrape off small areas from a number of locations mm. safely, you know, using a ladder or a chair or whatever you're going to do. You probably don't want to use the kind of swivel chairs that we're standing on because then you'll end up in the hospital. Right. And that goes back into the keeping your family or yourself out of the hospital thing. No swiveling. <laughs> yeah, no swiveling if you're going to be standing on the chair. So how big of an area? A little area? Are we talking just a couple square inches? So yeah, what you're going to want to do is get enough sample to cover roughly the head of a quarter. Okay. 
And you're going to put that ideally in a hard vial. You can get that from a place like ALS Labs, and they're all over the world. You can pretty much go anywhere there. Go online, you can find them. ALS Labs, in case yeah. you missed that. Apple Lion 7. Oh, good. Or you can go to pretty much, you can just do a Google search for any lab, and a lot of them do asbestos sampling. Or you could just do a Ziploc bag. But it needs mm. to be something that is airtight. Because okay. the lab, if you're sending something in just a sandwich baggie that is not Ziploc, yes. they're going to open that up and they're going to send you hate mail because now you just contaminated their lab. Oh. If you got loose asbestos fibers and you're mailing that to somebody, you just contaminated everything. Wow. So, we so need... they're pretty careful on what goes in. Right. They'll probably just throw it away outside. I can only imagine. Again, I'm not a lab technician, but if I was running that lab, I would open all mail outside and only bring it in if it is sealed. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you're going to want to be aware that that's what's happening. And I would actually put that inside a Ziploc bag and then get the air out of it before you seal it and then mm. put that in another Ziploc bag and then seal that and then mail those. Oh, wow. Okay. Or you could go with the sample vials that a lot of labs have. So with that done, you're going to fill out a chain of custody form that you can get from that lab so that you can tell them, look, this is a asbestos sample and I want it returned to me either a 24-hour period or 12-hour period or one-week period or whatever it is. Right. Give them the information they need to know and then they get results back to you. They may tell you what kind of asbestos it is, mm. but it doesn't really matter. Asbestos is asbestos. Doesn't matter. Okay. Let's say that it comes back and we know now that we have asbestos. Right. What we're going to do is we're going to get that stuff wet. Oh, okay. And we're that's not the quarter size sample? That's already at the lab. It's been oh, sampled. We, oh, we're getting stuff. the cottage cheese ceiling wet at this time. Right. The whole ceiling. And we're not doing that with the hose. Right. So how are we doing that without it dripping too much all over our head and carpet? Yeah. And if you did it with one of those little hand sprayers that, you know, has maybe a couple of cups of water in it, ah, that's going to take all day. Right. So what we're going to use is we're going to use a weed sprayer. Oh, perfect. With just water in there. And that's going to get that material wet. It's going to turn it kind of into a material that's a lot like sheetrock mud. Ah, I see. Once it is sheetrock mud, it can be easily removed. Right. And But you want to do that carefully. Now, that being said, we need to do some background discussion. Before okay. you start spraying water, you need to turn that entire room into a giant garbage bag. Right. You're doing that with... The screen or yeah, the plastic the, sheeting. The plastic sheeting. Plastic Thank sheeting you. might be the more common name. Yeah, and you can get large sheets at uh, a lot of hardware stores again, and you're going to want to tape the joints so that you really do have a giant garbage bag in this room. Uh. You're going to want to use some breathing protection, full face mask, and not just a painter's dust mask. Okay. If you're wearing a painter's dust mask, you might as well be wearing a hat. It it's not going to help. Really? Yeah. Because so are you talking about one of those oxygen masks, the big old black ones with the tube? Not necessarily the tube, but a full face mask with a screw in filter. Okay. And you want to have that filter be something that's going to take out the tiny fibers. Okay. So if you're using a painter's dust mask, you know, that may filter out dust, but your fibers for asbestos are much smaller than that. Mm. So that's not going to work. So you want to make sure you get that sort of thing going. In addition, 
if you're wearing clothes, those clothes are going to get asbestos on them. So ideally, you're going to want to use some sort of a full body suit over your clothes. Oh, okay. If you really don't want to buy that suit or for whatever reason you decide to just use long sleeve clothing, once you're done with that, contain that and wash it immediately or throw it away. So it is washable. It the jumpsuit. Yeah, the jumpsuit. I mean, once you're done with the project, you just throw that away. Oh, so you do have to dispose of it. If you're just doing clothes, not recommended, but throwing those away would probably be the best choice. You could wash them. Hmm, Okay, so washing doesn't take out all the asbestos. Is that what I'm understanding? The scientist in me says that it will take out most of the asbestos. Now the question is, does it take out 90% or 99% or 99.9%? I don't know the answer to that. I see, okay. Yeah, you're better off just doing those full body suits and then protecting yourself. Mm. Ways to do this wrong. I saw actually where a guy did not do the plastic sheeting. Really? He was mad that he had to do it. So he was using a trowel. He got it wet. He used the hose. He got it wet. He had the trowel on and he basically spread the stuff from the ceiling to the walls and to the floor and everywhere else. But now it wasn't on the ceiling. Oh, so he made a bit of a mess. Yes, he made quite a mess. <laughs> Some big time chaos. The reason why he was up upset about that is he wanted to just knock down the house. The county would not allow him to do it till the asbestos was gone because they didn't want the asbestos into the neighborhood air as they were knocking the house down. I see. The way he did it, yes, he got it off the ceiling, but now it's everywhere else. And now we have a real asbestos problem. On the walls and the floor and everywhere else. Right. Yeah. Not a good idea. I'm sure that cost him a great deal. Yeah. So again, what we're doing then is we're scraping that stuff off. We're letting it land on the floor the floor is covered by this giant garbage bag and then while the stuff remains wet we are taking down this giant garbage bag we're rolling it up and then if you're a homeowner you can just throw it away in the garbage can Hmm. the rules for residential are very much different than the rules for a business Uh if you were a business the stuff would be required to be disposed of as hazardous waste i see but homeowners garbage can well and while you're at it you know you can just kind of turn your front room into a bat cave that's what i did for my son once a bat cave yeah black garbage bags all the way around have a little bat cave birthday party and then get rid of your asbestos at the same time you know that it's kill two birds with one uh, stone to uh, make you master of your mansion and apparently this one is a giant bat cave hey that doesn't sound too bad yeah batmobile too your son would be very happy give me the batmobile and the bat cave i'll take (laughs) it (laughs) all right Heidi, you're now the master of the bat cave mansion all right if you need to uh, sounding good if you do have that popcorn cottage cheese ceiling you know how to sample it uh, you know how to remove it and most states do allow the homeowner to actually remove it themselves if you're not comfortable doing that you can hire somebody if you need a recommendation guess who to call homemedicusa.com and I can you can always email me garth at homemedicusa.com I can answer that kind of question as to who you should call or give you further guidance and notchi.org is also a very good place yeah. for that sort of thing alright Heidi in be your, your bat be cave. yourself I'm busy in my bat cave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs>